If Ben Bryant is the Bearcats' starting quarterback, let me answer that question for you. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the middle of the week, and we thank you very much for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day, free and available everywhere that you get your podcasts, including right here on YouTube. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, follow us to get an alert every time that we drop a new episode. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day here on Locked On Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, if Ben Bryant is the Bearcats' starting quarterback, and this again, as I teased yesterday and as I teased earlier this week, is today is the first of a two-part series. If player X is the Bearcats starting quarterback, which today player X is Ben Bryant, and if player Y is the Bearcats starting quarterback, which tomorrow will be, excuse me, Emory Jones. Excuse me. If Ben Bryant is this team's starting quarterback, he will bring experience and toughness. One thing that, cannot go unnoticed that Ben Bryant is a very, very experienced quarterback. Two seasons worth of starting at co- in college football. 16 wins in those two seasons. And if he had not gotten injured last year, who knows if he would have led the Bearcats to a 10th, 11th, and maybe a 12th win. I mean, heck, Tulane won 12 games. It's not to say the Bearcats couldn't win 12 games if they had gotten past Tulane and won the conference championship and then won against whomever in the Cotton Bowl. So, Ben Bryan has led his previous two teams in his previous two seasons as a starting quarterback at the college football level to 16 wins in 24 starts. He's 16-8. and That's pretty good. That's an average of eight wins per season. Now, in a sport where the greats are in a 5% tile, of college football, you may not think of 16 wins in two seasons as great, an average of eight wins per season. But given where the Bearcats have been, that's consistency. And Ben Bryan is going to bring experience having played in multiple systems throughout his career at Eastern Michigan and at Cincinnati last year and potentially under Scott Satterfield this year. Remember last year, he played for Luke Fickle and Mike Dembrock and Gino Gadouli. The Cincinnati Bearcats... The Cincinnati Bearcats are a familiar territory for Ben Bryant. Ben Bryant is synonymous with this program. And I get it he wasn't here in 2021, the year the Bearcats went to the college football playoff. But what I also know is it was Ben Bryant was still synonymous with this program. And when he transferred back here less than two weeks after the college football playoff, it almost seemed like it was inevitable that he would return because he's always been synonymous with this program ever since he set foot onto this program prior to 2018. It's a long time. He's entering his sixth season of college football. He's played for two different programs, two different systems, but he knows this Bearcats program. He has seen its meteoric rise, and now he can be the continuation of it under Scott Satterfield, new head coach, in his first in his first season 
and the Bearcats first in the Big 12. Two seasons of playing college football, and it's not like he hasn't played in games that don't matter. He's played in plenty of games that matter. The Memphis game in 2019, I think I think fans forget about that. Ben Bryan has started in a high-leverage game before. Ben Bryan also started the season opener at Arkansas last year, the Bearcats' first game since the college football playoff at the time. Then he goes on the road to UCF. And by the way, it's not like Ben Bryan was the reason why the Bearcats lost those games. You can say he hasn't won a big game. Is that necessarily his fault? No. Ben Bryan passed for almost 300 yards against UCF, and he did pass for over 300 yards against Arkansas. And it's also worth mentioning that last year, he led the Bearcats to consecutive wins against Miami, Ohio, and Indiana. And oh, by the way, combined 83 points in those two games. So, Ben Bryant's experience is going to matter in this quarterback battle. And if he is named the starter. Now, Emory, I'm sorry, not Emory Jones. Now, toughness. It says a lot about Ben Bryant's character and loyalty that he's still here. It says a lot about his staying through the coaching change. It says a lot that he was willing to stay at Cincinnati, even after breaking his foot. Because there's this sense that had he not broken his foot, he would have gone pro. There's this sense that, and Russ said this on a live room we did earlier this year, that no program really wanted a guy coming off a broken foot. It almost felt like Ben Bryan was still here. And I even said, what good is having him? Well, if something were to happen to Emory Jones or Evan Prater, maybe, you want a guy with as much experience as Ben Bryant to back up those quarterbacks. Or if they struggle. But now, he is actually still here. And he is actually firmly entrenched in a very tight quarterback battle. His toughness, though, to stay through a coaching change after being with a program for four years where everything was familiar, including Luke Fickle, including Mike Denbrock, including Gino Gadouli, and all those pieces, and then to stay through the coaching change and the heavy roster turnover, and then to come back and we're about five months removed. It's actually five months. Today is five months to the day that Ben Bryant injured his foot against or broke his foot against Temple. Now he's healthy and he's playing and throwing the ball extremely well. That's toughness right there. And you can, again, you can cite his lack of big game wins or you can cite whatever you want. At the end of the day, a quarterback coming off a broken foot And the fact that he's already, and he said he's not 100% yet on Saturday, but the fact that he's already playing this well and throwing the ball well, it says a lot about who he is as a competitor and his decision to stay with this program, not just to be a backup. And it should have been known. We should have realized if he's staying, he's going to compete to win the job. We didn't know how much he was going to, compete in the spring, but there was this, and I remember Scott Satterfield talked about this before spring practice started back in early March when he talked about how Ben Bryant was, you know, it kind of felt like he was doing more than maybe Satterfield and the coaching staff expected. And now, 
if you ask me about who's going to be the starting quarterback come the season, I would say Ben Bryant because he ha- because of how tough he's been and how he's performed in his experience. He was the best quarterback on the roster last year, and he very well might be the best quarterback on the roster again this year. Now, we mentioned experience and toughness. What about the Bearcats' offense? Will it change with Ben Bryant as the starting quarterback? We'll get into that after I explain to you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Grand slams, no-hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. Back here on Lockdown, Bearcats talking about if Ben Bryant was named this team's starting quarterback. So, Ben Bryant. It's hard to tell if the offense is going to change because there's so many new faces. There's a new offensive line. There's a new cast of wide receivers. Does Bryant adapt to Satterfield's offense or does Satterfield's offense adapt to him? And I think that's why it's so important the Bearcats maybe name their starting quarterback before fall camp. Because you're going to have, and I don't know how many install periods they had during the spring, but you're going to have a lot of those in the in the fall. And I, actually, I shouldn't say that because I don't really know when they do install periods. But to me, I think you need to have your starting quarterback come, come the, the start of fall camp. Because... Satterfield's offense is much more advanced than the Bearcats' offense last year. Now, then again, the Bearcats haven't had an offensive-minded head coach since. I, I see. Here's the thing: I, I I forget if Tommy Tuberville was offensive-minded. Nor does that matter. But for the last six years, the Bearcats have not were not led by an offensive-minded head coach. That doesn't mean they weren't good offensively. They were good, but now. They're led by an offensive-minded head coach and a former quarterback. So does Bryant adapt to Satterfield, or does the does Satterfield's offense adapt to him? I think that's what you have to. I think it's what you have to look at here, because Ben Bryant does not fit a Scott Satterfield offense. Ben Bryant is a pure pocket passer, a quarterback you don't really see a lot in college football today. Scott Satterfield's offenses throughout his head coaching career have been predicated on a mobile quarterback. Ben Bryan is not that. If you look at his rushing numbers the last two seasons, they are, quite frankly, putrid. But I think what's going to play into Bryan's favor is that this is going to be an offense that is going to be able to run the football in more ways than the offense last year. You're going to see a lot more you're going to see a lot more variations of running plays. It's not just going to be run up the middle. The offensive line is not good enough right now for the Bearcats offense to do that. But what it is, is Satterfield's offensive scheme is going to be able to mask the offensive line deficiencies. And I don't think Ben Bryan necessarily has to be a mobile quarterback in this sense. The Bearcats are not going to be driven through the passing game. They are going to be driven through the running game. Why? 
because A, that's what this offense currently excels at, and B, that's what Satterfield's offense is built off of. So, does Ben Bryant adapt to Satterfield or vice versa? Again, I think it's going to be a little bit of both. I think Ben Bryant is going to have to be slightly more mobile and athletic. But I also think Scott Satterfield being a player's first and plays coach, I think you're going to see some, maybe some minor adaptations to his offense. I think the bear, and here's what's interesting to me. And I was thinking about this yesterday. We all remember Ben Bryan last year and how he was not very good running the football. But we also forget, maybe I remember this yesterday, that he started one game back in 2019. He had a 12 yard rushing touchdown. And in that game, Michael Warren still had over 100 yards rushing. So while the Bearcats struggled to run the football last year, they are still, they, they, I think they are going to be better this year because of the new offensive scheme. And maybe in that sense, it won't matter who plays quarterback. Again, and we'll talk about Emory Jones tomorrow, but Emory Jones, or excuse me, Ben Bryant, is going into an offense that maybe favors a mobile quarterback, but that doesn't mean he has to be that way. I think the Bearcats offense can, it's not going to be great. I, I I don't want you to think that this offense is going to be otherworldly or great like 2021 or 2020 or 2018. It's going to be more like last year or 2019, maybe a little bit better. Because there's so many unknowns. We don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. We don't know the, we think we know the offensive line. The receivers are new. We don't, I mean, we don't know what really to expect from the running game, but yet at the end of the day, there's still this sense that Satterfield's offense is actually, I think Ben Bryant can still do well in it because of the offense's ability to run the football is going to be so much better than it was last year because of the new scheme. So therefore, the offense won't change. Ben Bryant might to accommodate what this offense has and consists of, as it has over the past few seasons at Louisville. But no, I don't see much change coming to the offense. But I do see change coming to the quarterback room if Ben Bryant is the starter. We'll talk about who could be on their way out from the Bearcats quarterback room if Ben Bryant is the starter. So what, what's really interesting about Ben Bryant is I think he's going to ultimately run Evan Prater out the door. And that's unfortunate because I think there was this real genuine sense. I think there was this real thought that after the Cotton Bowl, Evan Prater would be the Bearcats starter in 2022. But when Bryant transferred back, that at the time, I thought clouded things. But the, the, the more I watched Brian last year and the more I heard and read, it's Brian was simply the better quarterback. And I think one of the biggest what-ifs in recent program history is going to be, if Ben Bryant did not transfer back, what would that have meant for Evan Prater? Would he have actually become the starter? Or would Brady Lichtenberg have given him a chance? Because, unfortunately, Prater has not been performing well in practice or games as he played started to last year, and now he's dealing with an injury. 
So if Ben Bryan is the starter, I do see Evan Prater leaving because I don't think he has. And, and even if he stays, and even if he stays through this season, once Brian and Jones both leave, there's no guarantee he's going to be the starter next year. Ben Bryant has come in and, in a way, prevented Prater from really having a chance. But my goodness, at the same time, he is also not performing. And I don't know if Bryant is in his head. I don't know if he's actually not as good of a quarterback as we thought he was, even though he made some athletic plays in 2021 when he played in relief of Desmond Ritter. But I just see Evan Prater being the first quarterback to leave if Ben Bryan is the starter. Because I also see Emory Jones staying. I think what's really interesting about this quarterback battle and the most interesting component of this is the fact that both quarterbacks are in their final seasons of eligibility. If Ben Bryant, if Ben Bryant is the starter, Jones is the backup. Because Emory Jones has more experience than, outside of Ben Bryant, any other quarterback on this roster. And he also fits a Satterfield system. But I just think Emory Jones is going to stay. Because I do think that Cincinnati will have a package of plays for him. I do think this coaching staff is going to, is going to be open to using multiple quarterbacks. I do believe that. Unfortunately, Emory Jones is more experienced than Evan Prater. Prater is stuck behind a logjam of quarterbacks in this battle. It is going to be very difficult for him to even have a chance to play, let alone be the starter, because of how close this quarterback battle is between the two quarterbacks that I just mentioned. Brady Drogash is fine. He just got here. He's developing well. But Prater's running out of time and running out of eligibility. So, unfortunately, he he is one of the hometown heroes for Cincinnati. But if he wants to play college football, and I would imagine the competitor in him would, he's going to have to play somewhere else. And I don't know where that's going to be. I don't know which program is going to want him because he hasn't played much. So it's unfortunate that Evan Prater is probably going to be the, the, the first quarterback to transfer because of Ben Bryant starting. And I don't know, and, and we'll talk more about this tomorrow, if, if, if he would transfer if Emory Jones is the starter. But Jones is staying if Ben Bryant is the starter because Bryant is injury prone. He dealt with more than just the broken foot last year. He dealt with a concussion. He dealt with an elbow issue, and you saw that in the Indiana game. He's dealt with his share of injuries. So there's still this sense that even if Brian is a starting quarterback, he's got to stay healthy the whole season. Coming up tomorrow, part two of this series. If Emory Jones is the Bearcats starting quarterback, what will he bring to the offense? Does the offense change if he's the starter? And how does that impact the rest of the quarterback room? That'll be for Thursday, and then on Friday, we will have the podcasted form of the live room with Russ Heltman, my colleague at All Bearcats and Sports Illustrated. Looking forward to that. I'm on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an ATI. I'm on Instagram, Alex Franknet underscore email, Alex3Frank at gmail.com. And excuse me, I forgot to mention this at the top of segment two. 
But thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. For everyday listeners, tomorrow on the show, we'll talk about if Emory Jones is the Bearcats' starting quarterback. So plenty to get to tomorrow. Looking forward to that. And looking forward to being back with all of you here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll be back tomorrow right here on Lockdown Bearcats.